Let them say what they will say. Reading between the lines of Matthew 1.24 and wondering what may have gone through Joseph's mind as he committed to obey the Lord and take Mary as his wife. Young Joseph wandered out of town. He trudged the quarter mile around the hill and through the fields of grain to think. What did he stand to gain or lose by marrying this girl within her beauty like a pearl, but outwardly a broken reed, a flower choked out by a weed? Sixteen, unmarried with a child? Joseph could hear the raw and wild tongues wagging now in Nazareth. This marriage seemed to be the death of Joseph's honor. It would take and leave his reputation in its wake. Could he obey God through the pain, that awful cursing of his name? Just then the wheat seemed bent in half like cruel children when they laugh at some poor soul being made a fool out on the playground after school. He knew that kind of laugh. He'd heard the young men snicker at the word of some poor lass who'd gone astray and had a baby on the way. He listened as the women talked and watched them as they sneered and gawked at pregnant girls and called them tramps. He'd heard the gossip round their lamps and how they called men rogues and said, Almighty's curse was on the bed of any man who sinned like that, who without marriage did begat a child. And what would be at work? He knew sarcastic smiles would lurk around each corner of the shop. He knew crass jesting would not stop, but only gather strength if he told these coarse men about his dream. He'd have to let them point and grin with poison fingers filled with sin, like snakes protruding from their arms with only hopes to do him harm. They'd never listen to his side, but only bite and quip and chide. Then, on his face, he felt the wind blow softly by, then pause and bend to plant a kiss upon his cheek, the way his mother used to sneak into his room when day was gone and kiss the forehead of her only son. He wondered what she'd think of this. He wondered if he'd get a kiss when he broke the news or if he'd get a stern warning he should heed. He wondered if her heart would joy or if she'd scold her little boy. So in the house, young Joseph went and tried his best to give no hint that anything was wrong. But wise old mothers see it in the eyes. What's wrong, my son, his mother asked. Nothing, he answered through his mask. Nothing? Then why such a long face? At this he gave a strong embrace and cried. He wished he might have died and stilled the bruising of his pride. At last, he lifted up his head and told his mother all the angels said. To his relief, she did not scold, but believed him and bowed her old head to pray and to thank the Lord. Why do you shudder at this word, my son? She asked. The Lord has blessed. He has done more than I had guessed. He sent Messiah to my son. You'll shepherd the anointed one. Why do you fret? What will they say? What will the local people say? They'll mock and scorn my name and yours and number Mary with the whores. The reputation we have earned, they'll set on fire just like a burned up cornfield and naught will be left. Come, come outside, my dear Joseph, she said, and led him to the field. 
Why does our corn patch always yield a crop, my son? Do you know why? Does corn seed fall out of the sky like manna from the Lord on high? Or is it that some corn stalks die? And even when the crop burns down, still kernels fall into the ground and grow. My son, this is your place. Some men will slap you in the face and ugly words will sear your heart. But this is just God's work of art. He's making you a dying corn so his salvation may be born. A seed that lives and is not sown is destined to remain alone. But if the seed falls to the ground, it scatters blessing all around. So hand the Lord your feeble life and take young Mary as your wife. And when the gossip makes you bleed, no God is making you a seed. So let them say what they will say. Yours is to die and to obey.